My name is Jason Doldine, and I'm the host of Reaching Roots, a podcast with a goal to make life easier for parents and families so they can reach further. We're talking to people who inspire us with their journey, tell us about the problems they are solving, and provide us insight that helps us and our children learn and grow. Teresa Mears has spent her career as a newspaper editor and writer for some of the nation's most prestigious news organizations, including the Miami Herald, LA Times, Boston Globe, MSN.com, US World Report, and the New York Times. Today, Teresa is the CEO of livingonthecheap.com, a network of over 30 hyper-local online websites across the USA that cover lifestyle, family, and personal finance topics in communities. She is the queen of saving, and through her blog network, finds and shares the best deals and tips on saving more everywhere. Teresa says that as the holiday gift season approaches, we often are filled with a sense of dread. How will we ever find the perfect gift for everyone on our list, the time to finish our shopping, and the money to pay for all the stuff we need to buy? For most of us, gift giving is no simple affair. In the busy holiday season, this tradition causes a lot of stress and anxiety. Every year, we go through the same scenarios, We obsess over the task of giving the perfect gift and sometimes pretend to like the items we get. One in two people dislike at least one of the gifts from under their tree, leading to $16 billion of unwanted Christmas gifts each year, according to Pure Profile. Teresa has degrees in journalism and sociology from Western Kentucky University. Over the past decade, as a researcher, writer, and editor, she has spent time on this topic and written several articles on gift giving during the holiday season. Her latest article, How to Stop the Exchange of Useless Holiday Junk, was published a couple of weeks ago. In today's episode, we invited Teresa to talk about holiday gifting and saving during the holiday season. Okay, welcome, Teresa. Happy to be here. Great, great to have you here. So, Teresa, um, you are currently the CEO of livingonthecheap.com, and prior to that, you were a newspaper editor for several um, very, very famous newspapers. So tell us a little bit about how you got started doing livingonthecheap.com and uh, and a little bit about your story. I had left the Miami Herald in 2008 thinking I was pretty much a print dinosaur and planning to do things like edit alumni magazines and reports and stuff like that. And a friend from an online writers group started Atlanta on the cheap. And she came back to the group and said, you know, I did this in my city and you could do this in your city. And I thought, why not? So I started Miami on the cheap and some other sites in in South Florida. And a number of people around the country started their own sites. This was in 2009. And we operated in a loose confederation called Cities on the Cheap. And then in 2012, um, the founder said, I don't want to have a network anymore. Um, You guys just publish your own sites. And Laura Daly, the um, publisher of Mile High on the Cheap in Denver, and I said, no, no, we need a a network. So the two of us joined forces and rebranded as Living on the Cheap and changed the business model a little and have been operating together as Living on the Cheap ever since. Got it. So what do you guys try to actually accomplish with these sites? We try to give people news they can use, um, you know, to say basically, we understand what your lives are like. 
here are some ways to save money. Here are some ways to get better deals. Here are some ways to get the most out of the money that you do spend. And you try to keep these local, is that right? We have two, we have two sets of content. Living on the Cheap is a national site and there we provide more general advice, which is applicable to anyone in the United States and probably Canada. And um, the local sites such as Miami on the Cheap and Mile High on the Cheap provide specific information about ways to save money on things in those cities and free and cheap things to do in those cities. Got it. And are these, is there specific kind of genres that you guys focus on or is it fairly broad? Um, living on the cheap is fairly broad. We look at everything from buying groceries to travel. Uh, the local sites tend to focus on free and cheap things to do, but during the pandemic, we have also focused on where you can get free food, how to file for unemployment, um, how to sign up for the ACA if you've lost your job, um, and other, you know, free museum days when you can go to museums, outdoor places where you can, uh, you know, get together with your friends or that you can enjoy by yourself during kinds of social distancing. Sure, sure. So just some, uh, some information that would be useful for people. Yes around this time of the year. So you've written a couple of articles around the holiday season. Uh, and I believe, uh, you know, one of them was about uh, gifting and how to sort of prevent uh, exchanging useless gifts. And uh, there was some other uh, articles around sort of saving during the holiday season. Um, maybe we can start with sort of, um, you know, how you think about kind of this particular holiday season, given the pandemic, given that people are sort of, um, economically not in the same position that they were a year ago. Um, you know, how, how are you thinking about that and what are some of your thoughts for, um, uh, for the audience? In my approach this year is kind of my approach every year. Gift giving also, you, 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 you exchange a lot of what you consider obligatory gifts. Well, my sister gives me a gift, so I need to give her one. You know, my friend gives me a gift, so I need to give her one. I guess I should little, get a little gift for the person who cleans my house. Should I get a little gift for the person who invited me to a party in years when we have parties? And in most cases, we end up exchanging things with each other that people really don't want or need. And when I gave this some thought, I thought, why put the burden on someone? Why exchange gifts? Why do you give someone spend money to give someone something she doesn't want. And in return, she gives you something you don't want very often. You know, right. you, it's, and um, I also belong, I have a very large family. I had five brothers and sisters who then had five spouses who had 15 children who's, and some of those children have children. Yeah, so 37 people for Christmas was, was no big deal. And plus my siblings all had birthdays at Christmas time too. So we decided more than a decade ago, I don't remember now, that rather than buying a gift for everyone, we would draw names. So instead of buying 37 gifts, you only had to buy one. Right. And that was an enormous, that lifted an enormous amount of both financial and time pressure. It takes a lot of time to shop for 37 gifts. Oh yeah, of course. I'm yeah. trying to so, figure out what so, it's going to be. You know, not only when you say to your friends, let's not exchange gifts. I mean, in a normal time, I would say, let's not exchange gifts. Let's go out to dinner. You know, in these times, it's like, let's not exchange gifts. Let's go out to dinner when we can. And, you know, let's have a phone call or a Zoom meeting or, you know, we'll send each other cards so we can have mail. Um, 
And I think that that's something people would like better. You're, you're, you're giving a little more of yourself, you're giving your time and you're freeing them from shopping, which most people don't really like. Yeah, you know, uh, as you uh, as you probably already know, this this topic is um, is is close to my heart because I'm also the CEO of a company called Wishlate, which is all about um, trying to address this issue around stress caused by gifting, right? Because we always, um, when it's time to actually buy something for someone, we start getting into this zone, which is like, what do we buy? Are they really going to like it? You know, uh, you're you're pressed for time, and I think you pointed out money and and all sorts of different things. So it's, um, it's pretty interesting uh, to, uh, to hear your perspective on this. What do you think is, you know, you talked about sort of exchanging of time is one way that we can sort of improve gift giving. What could be some of the other ways that- Or, we or in other words, things that are not gonna clutter up your house later, but that people will enjoy. Yesterday was my birthday and a friend sent me flowers and I'm going to enjoy those flowers for- oh, Happy birthday. Thank you for uh, days sent me some spices to cook with. It's like, that's a useful gift. I can, you know, I can use that. Now, if I didn't cook, that would be a problem, but I do cook and I advocate that everyone cook. Right, so it's like consumables, right? Yeah, so yeah, because I don't, who needs another knickknack? Right, and what about, you know, how, how do you think parents should think about this for kids? Because, you know, kids, when we're actually buying for kids, there's gifts from parents, there's gifts from grandparents, aunts, uncles, Santa, is there a way for parents to sort of vacations with their children and to also make sure that they're not disappointed? I think you have to set expectations early, you know, starting, and you think about it, you've got a two-year-old. If your two-year-old gets one present, he's happy. In right. fact, by the third present, he's confused because yep. he wanted to play with the paper from the first present and the boxes. Oh, that box would be a great little train. So. I think you can set expectations early on. It's sometimes hard with grandparents. Um, I interviewed someone from my article who talked about giving some, giving the children something they want, something they need, something to wear, and something to read. And I think that's a good way to approach gifting with children so that your children know early on they're only going to get four gifts. Right. And this is the category they're going to be in. So instead of saying, you know, here's the long list. I expect Santa Claus is going to bring me 10 things. And, yeah. you know, my parents are going to give me 10 more. It's like, no, your parents and or Santa Claus, depending on how you do it in your household, um, are going to, you know, you're going to get four things. And I think that you need to sort of draw, draw the grandparents into maybe the grandparents buy the book. Maybe the grandparents right, buy right. some clothing, you know, maybe the grandparents hold off on, you know, some of the things they would like to buy. Every family's a yeah, negotiation yeah. and it's going to be different. But um, I think that you start young and that your children, you don't raise your children to expect piles of gifts at Christmas. There's, there's no need for piles of gifts, even for children. Yeah, you know, I, I read somewhere that uh, maybe it was your article itself that, you know, when you give, uh, it's the same point that you're actually making, which is, you know, uh, kids are excited on the first, second, third kind of gift and then they start getting overwhelmed and it really loses kind of the element of surprise. Yes, yes. Around this. Now, how important is surprise? Um, you know, we obviously, uh, you know, in, in the app that we kind of develop over here, we, we talk about wish list based gifting. Um, obviously, some people think it's a great idea to be able to actually identify items on my wish list and be able to let people know what exactly I want to actually get. Uh, whereas other people believe that it'll ruin the surprise. 
Well, I grew up in a surprise family so that, you know, everything was always a surprise. Although we made a list for Santa or our parents, these are some things we would like to have. Um, and even when we became adults, we made a list because it was even then harder to know, like, you know, do I need new kitchen towels? I might, I might have 20. Um, so I like the element of surprise. Um, certainly if you're the, the, the buyer of the gift, having a wish list to work with makes it easier. Right. Um, you know, for people you're close to, I, you, you can kind of pay attention during the year. And when she says, I wish I had a, or you realize that boy, her life would be easier if she had a, but, um, for people like, you know, I live away apart from my family. I don't see them very often. Um, a wish list would certainly be helpful. Your article's title was uh, How to Stop the Exchange of Useless Holiday Junk. Yes. Um, so, you know, when I read that, I think about a lot of waste. Uh, can you talk a little bit about uh, approaching that sort of uh, topic of waste? Or did you actually mean to sort of... Um... No, I, I did absolutely mean to approach the topic of waste. I mean, the sort of the consumerism in our society is you're giving a gift as you're expected to give a gift and you sort of guess what somebody might want. But the truth is most of us, you know, by the time we reach a certain age and it's not very high, have most of what we need. Right. And, you know, my father was a good example. He always said, I don't need anything. Don't give me anything. Yeah. yeah. It'll just clutter up the house. And so I think that that when you think about it's one of the reasons I like edibles and consumables as gifts. Um, you know, you might give someone a home cooked meal or a plate of cookies or a bottle of wine, you know, right. um, you know, or something they can use concert tickets. Um, because that those are not things that people don't need and don't want. Um, you know, we're only about four days away from Christmas and and uh, this year is going to be a very different year than uh, than usual. Uh, give us a sense on you know some of your thoughts as to how people should be celebrating and how should they be going about uh, trying to save some money this year. Well, I think that if you you know if you haven't bought gifts for people, don't do it now. I mean, you know, the cost of shipping is high. The cost of you know, it's it's don't do it. Just say to them. You know, when things get back to normal, I'm going to buy you dinner. I'm going to take you to a concert. And think, what do your friends want now and your family want now? They probably want to see you. They can't see you in person. Set up a Zoom meeting. Do a video call. Do a regular call. Send some cards. Um, you know, my aunt is 94 and stuck in assisted living. She really likes it if we send her a card or a note. Because right. she, we can't call her easily because she doesn't hear very well. Right. So you sort of think, and even I just got some cards in the mail today from some local friends, one of whom I saw last Friday. It's like, it's kind of nice to get mail. Right, right. Like almost yeah. going back a little bit, right? Yeah, yeah, a little retro. And, you know, so what if you haven't gotten around to sending Christmas cards, send New Year's cards, send Valentine's Day cards, you know, we're, we're, we'll be home for a while. Right. Um, try to figure out how, how to give of yourself. Then my, my other, uh, I mentioned several times that I think everyone should cook. You know, during a pandemic, I, a lot of people have been cooking who didn't used to cook because you can't go out to eat and yeah, you can get takeout, but takeout is expensive. And um, you're probably cooking for a much smaller number of people this year. Um, if you can cook your own food um, and it doesn't have to be fancy, 
it can be very simple. Um, you save a lot of money. Yeah, that's true. That's true. So no gifts, cook your own food. Any other tips? Well, and you know, be, be reasonable with decorations. I, I mean, I even did more deck. I don't do much decorating just because I'm lazy, but I even did a little more decorating than usual this year because I was home and had the time and why not? But, um, you know, think about, are you going to, before you buy any more decorations, are you going to use them? Do you right. really need them? Will they make anybody happy? I mentioned again, as part of saving no gifts on that front. And I kind of I feel just like keep thinking about the kids, right? And, uh, and this guilt that parents tend to have um, around, well, how can I not buy my child a gift uh, or several gifts really? And well, I mean, I think kids are different. And I, I mentioned the, the four gifts, the something, something you want, something you need, something to wear, something to read. And I think that's a good approach with kids because right. all the kids have, you know, the long list of things they want. But you know your kids, and there's probably one thing your kid really wants. Right. And if it's in your budget, like I forget what we used to ask Santa Claus for every year that we knew we were never going to get. The expense. My parents had a lot of kids and not much money, so we didn't get expensive presents. Right. Um, but like we got a new doll every year for Christmas when we were young, and that was a big deal. We loved dolls, yeah. you know. Yeah. But paper dolls are like still today are inexpensive. Um, right. Sort of think about your kid. A book is not expensive and it can be a book. You're, you're going to have to be buying your kid clothing anyway. You know, so buy a, a piece of clothing your child would like. Um, kids need different things. Some of them might need musical instruments. Some of them might need pencil cases. You know, some of them might need, you know, they're electronic. Some of them might need electronic stuff. Right, a webcam, right. you know, it, and it depends a little bit on your budget. And, you know, if what your kid wants is the latest iPhone, you probably are not going to get your kid the latest iPhone because it's <laughs> so you have to kind of go with what, but your kid probably also wants something that's less expensive as well. Yeah, sure, sure. I'm sure iPhones and iPads are top of the list on the want side for sure. I think it was Sandy Smith of Yes, I'm Cheap who talked about in getting together with her extended family for a big dinner. Right. And that, you know, where they all went out to a restaurant. I mean, that's not in my budget, but that's, you know, that that's a great thing to do. Right. You know, maybe so there's more, more experiences, more, more experiences. And I, the more and more I think of experience gifts, the, the more I like them. I, I was gifted a, a concert or play for my birthday to be named later since who knows when the concerts and play will happen. And, and this is something to look forward to. Great. Well, my friend and I are going to go see a concert or a play. Don't yeah, win, but great, we're gonna go see a concert or a play. Yeah, that's a great idea, actually. Um, and you know, there's so many of those sort of experiences you can actually think about. Uh, you know, also charitable donations. Yes, that's 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 another way to do it. There for people who um, don't need anything, but you want to do something in their in their names. Um, right. That that's a good that's a, a good way to, to do that. So um, I was looking at your article also, and one of the things uh, just came to me right now that from a gifting perspective, you also talked about kind of DIY gifts. Can you talk a little bit about some ideas around that? Sure. Um, that's an, another way to um, give without spending a lot of money. Um, I am not a crafter, but I am a baker. So I have often baked gifts. Yeah. Um, for people who, I have a friend who makes a, a custom uh, holiday ornament every year to give to all of her friends. 
Um, you know, there are other, uh, people who can make clothing or scarves or, I mean, they're, you know, people who have the, the craft skills, right. I, I, I am in awe and admire them. But those, that, that's definitely, not only are you giving someone something beautiful, but it's something that has some of you in it because you created it. Right. And it's something, uh, it's, it's, it's more, you know, there's a saying that says the thought, it's a thought that counts, right? And there's so much thought that goes into actually doing something yes, uh, by yourself. Yes, cared enough about me to knit me a scarf or, you know, make me a Christmas ornament or otherwise. Yeah, yeah. Those are, those are some great ideas actually for, uh, for, you know, gifting to your child's teacher and, and things yes. like that also, because parents usually struggle with that. Yes, we have an article about that, but I must admit, I did not write it, so I will not be able to give you the specific tips. You know, we can point people to it. What else do you get out of this? I like to know that I'm helping people and giving people good information. I mean, that, that, that was why I became a journalist. I right. wanted to help people make sense of the world. I wanted to sort of gather the information people needed and put, that in, put it in front of them in an article. And I sort of look at this as a continuation. The, um, where can we get the audience to kind of reach you? Um, you can always email me at Teresa at livingonthecheap.com. You can go to livingonthecheap.com and find articles on nearly any money-saving topic that you'd like to see. And if there's a topic you want to see and you don't see it, you can email me and suggest we, we cover it. Um, we also, from livingonthecheap.com, you can uh, click on find your local site and see if we have a site in your city to get city-specific information. Well, thank you very much, Teresa. I appreciate your time. Thanks for having me. Great. Nice talking to you. Yeah, same here. Just... Happy holidays. Yeah, same to you. Hi, guys. That's going to be our last episode for this year. Thank you all for listening, and I hope you've enjoyed some of our first episodes of Reaching Roots. I'd like to wish all of you a happy holidays, Merry Christmas, Happy New Year, and look forward to seeing all of you in the new year. Stay safe. Goodbye. Thanks for listening. Make sure to subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or wherever you listen. We would really appreciate if you can leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or send us any feedback to reachingroots at wishslate.com. Also, download the Wishslate app to help organize wish lists for your family and change the way you gift. You can download this from www.wishslate.com slash download. Thank you.